Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today is the producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, we are in the Sweet 16, sir. We are full in the swing of February frenzy. No shortage of crazy first-round matchups. Hopefully you went back and listened to our Rapid Reaction podcast. We're going to try and do that after each round. But boy, oh boy, we're done talking about last round. We're now ready to talk about the future. And it is here coming up on Wednesday and Thursday this week. We have some big games across the state of Georgia. And I'm looking forward to delving into them, sir. Yes, sir. Another round means another podcast. It is a... Very frantic time here trying to get all these scores published and get all this information out, but it is the playoffs, and um, sad to think about. It'll all be over shortly here as we inch towards Macon and uh, the championships in the Macon Centriplex. High school basketball in the 18-19 season is coming to a slow end, but we have a lot of great basketball before we get to that point, and without further ado, we'll jump into our uh, Sweet 16, excuse me, our Sweet 16 preview. We will start in Class 7A on the boys' side. We mentioned them on the Rapid Reactions podcast, Kyle Roswell facing Marietta. Preview that game for us. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good draw for both teams. I think both teams are very confident, but... Uh, I still feel like the deciding factor in this game has to be Marcus Hood on the sidelines. He's probably the best coach in Georgia, and that's a team you don't want to see right now because if you can beat Westlake, I think you can beat Roswell. Roswell coming from in one of the weaker regions in uh, Class 7A. Uh, I thought they would probably be them in Region 1, probably the two weakest regions um, on paper, but we saw Region 5 evaporate and uh, disintegrate and just absolutely disappear in the first round. So uh, I guess uh, we can't knock Region 4 too much because they did send a couple teams into the second round. Uh, but this is a game that's going to be very interesting. Uh, I think the whole the whole plan for uh, Roswell will be uh, – you know, just handling Marietta's pressure on defense. And, uh, you know, they have a, a whole lot of guards that can play different roles. Traylon Smith, uh, Travis Burns, all these guys, John Allen, no one that's going to really wow you, but they're going to play well as a team and they're going to execute. And uh, Ezekiel Godwin inside, uh, along with CJ Sinclair, undersized guys that can rebound really well. Got to keep those guys off the glass. But Marietta, you're going to have to slow down George Pridgett. He's a Sophomore, he's a great three-point shooter. You have to know where he is at all times. You're going to have to close out, run him off the line, make him more of a driver and a slasher than a three-point shooter. And Miles Heron, he's been there for, it feels like, about six, seven years now, but he's finally a senior. Uh, he's been a, a well-respected player, a guy that we've seen on first team, all region teams for a long time now, just a solid, steady guard who has won a lot of games over there at Roswell. But, you know, it's it's interesting to see how they do because they did fall to a three seed for a reason, but they got the job done at Lowndes County, 67-58, and they're playing a Marietta team um, that is coming off a great 64-59 win against Westlake, and this game is going to be at Roswell, but boy, oh boy, I mean, it's it's not too far away from Marietta, so the travel should not be an, uh, an issue, and I think this game is going to be a very close, tight game, which I favor Marietta by a basket or two. On that same upper left side of the bracket, another great matchup in 7A, Norcross versus Grayson. I know. This is the one we've been talking about for a while now. It's 
it's here. This is a great matchup. This is a Final Four caliber matchup right here. And we will see. It's the old guard of Norcross versus the new guard of Grayson. Grayson has made the Final Four back-to-back seasons. Norcross has made the state championship in back-to-back seasons. And, uh, you know, they kind of do it in different ways. But Grayson going to get the job done with toughness and uh, steady guard play and a lot of depth. And, you know, Norcross the most talented roster from top to bottom uh, this entire season. But they have not played like it the entire season. They have about eight or nine losses on the season, which is hard to believe. But it really doesn't matter come February as long as you're playing really good basketball and you're, you're finally reaching that peak. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Jesse McMillan's team is finally at their peak this is a great matchup for both teams uh i think you know grayson getting this one at home and not having to worry about the house of blue and that great home court advantage at norcross i think that will be important but two teams from gwinnett county i think it's going to be a packed out place uh game i might try and slip my way over there to see uh but i think it's going to be really good and it's going to come down to davon smith uh he's got that dog mentality and it's going to be interesting to see does norcross have enough dogs to deal with Davon Smith because let's be honest, Davon's about six foot, but boy, he averaged about 16 points, about seven rebounds, maybe five assists, probably about three steals and close to two blocks per game. And you know, you're blocking two shots per game and you're only six foot. Uh, that means you're a freak athlete and you get after it on the defensive side of things. So it'll be interesting to see Kyle Sturdman going to USC. He's highly touted prospect forever. He's only averaged about 12 points and four assists. Now I know he's not asked to score a whole lot, but all right, you got the stars. It, it, it's time now. You're going up against one of those young and coming guys that are hungry and that are trying to make a name for themselves. And uh, Davon's a great talent, but I'm looking at that matchup and I'm looking at the inside play. Obviously, you know, we can't. I'd be remiss if I did not mention in Boston. He could be capable of going for 30 points and just being the star player and the five star that he is, and just Grayson not being able to match him. But I know Grayson's going to throw a lot of guys at him. I wouldn't be surprised if Rico Hallman sees him. Um, you know, Josh Smith is another body. They got a lot of options that they can throw at him. Uh, but the play inside, uh, we're looking at guys like, um, you know, Ramsey who came in from the Albany area. He has, uh, you know, he's going to, uh, Xavier and he came over and he hasn't been, you know, taking the world over by storm. I don't think I know he's playing for a, a really good program now and he's not asked to completely dominate uh like he has in years past uh but i think he is uh you know he's gonna have to really bring it he's been in foul trouble a lot this year in a couple games i've seen uh, and i think if he can stay out of foul trouble that'll be really big uh but daniel ramsey's gonna have to play very well uh you're looking at isa uh, muhammad who's been there and you know talking to a college coach the other day they're asking what's going on with his recruitment i don't really know but he, he he's a big powerful guy and he he stepped up a couple times in the state playoffs last year uh sometimes it's hard to match that six foot nine frame and probably about 235 40 pounds uh but they're going up against Kenyon jackson who's a great bouncy athlete back off the football field a, a wide receiver going to texas a&m he is back he has been a great shot blocker and a great rebounder every single year he's played since his freshman season um, Ian Shifflin's about six seven inside. Tajay Kelly uh, is about six 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 seven as well. So Coach Pierce has a lot of big bodies to throw 
inside, and the big thing is, can Grayson score inside against those big shot blockers of Norcross? Can they get points in the paint? I know they're going to be physical, and it's going to come down to a rebounding battle. I know they can rebound, but can they get those easy buckets inside and convert them down low against the 6'9 length of Ramsey and Muhammad? So I'm looking at the inside play to be a differentiator in this game, and I think it's going to be a great game. We'll see what happens. Grayson and Norcross, two of the best programs in Gwinnett County and the entire state of Georgia. Uh, it's a shame that it happens in the Sweet 16, but you can't cry about it. This is what the bracket says. You know, win your region championship, and you don't have to see them in the in the second round. And, you know, it, it is what it is, and I can't wait to see these two teams tip off. I think it's going to be a great game. Elsewhere in Class 7-8, Pebblebrook versus Etowah. Can Etowah take down Pebblebrook, Pebblebrook Kyle? Uh, I think they definitely can. And, you know, they played a team like North Paulding, who is fairly similar, that is really going to get after you defensively. And they took it took forever. 57-53, I think it was. They finally pulled away from North Paulding. Um, and now they're going on the road again to Etowah. And, you know, you're going to have to deal with Jackson Etter. And Jackson Etter is a big-time crunch player. Uh, just just ask Wheeler about what he did to Wheeler and single-handedly almost sunk Wheeler last year when he had 33 points. But a guy named Will Garvey stepped up big time, got 17 points. Um, you know, they got um, Alex Ford at the guard position, who's a good-looking prospect, too. They got some dudes. Uh, Edouard is going to be absolutely stingy defensively. I mean, they held Campbell to just 53 points, and they made Terrell Burden look very human. Pellbrook's going to have to come ready to play. It's not going to be easy. Uh, don't be surprised if the Eagles – Get past Pebblebrook because they are going to grind, 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 grind them. Now Pebblebrook has a lot more length than Campbell, considering they can go about three six foot six guys at one time. Uh, Campbell a little bit smaller than that, but not by much. Um, but I'm looking for Jalen Harper. He's going to have to have a really big game. Just committed to play at the D1 level. Uh, I think he's going to Dunk City FGCU. He's going to have to have a really good game and prove that he's worthy of you know going D1. And I think he's a really good player. Uh, but it, it's put up or shut up time. He's a good guy, good player, and he's going to have to really bring it. He's going to have to be that X factor for Pebblebrook, and I think he can really do that. But I know it's very difficult to score on Etowah. The only thing that concerns me about Etowah, do they have enough firepower offensively? Will Will Garvey and friends be able to support Jackson Etter? We shall see, but I think it's going to be a really interesting game. And if this game's close going into the fourth quarter, you might have to favor the home team. Another big name matchup in Class Seven A. Before we get to it, Kyle, I was reading somewhere on the Twitter spheres that Max Prep ranked uh, Georgia's Class Seven as the second hardest state title to capture in the country. Maybe all these big name matchups are why Newton versus Meadow Creek. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that GHSA is getting a lot of good recognition because there's no kidding that uh, it, it's a great it's a great classification in Meadow Creek and Newton. Meadow Creek. Tried to stack the deck, had a bunch of transfers come in, used that Stackhouse Elite pipeline and brought them all in. Jalen Benjamin going to UAB, Damian Dunn going to Temple, uh, Jameer Chaplin, who was there last year, but he, you know, he transferred in too um, a couple years back. Uh, he's going to USF. Uh, those guys are going to be very important, and they have that championship DNA, but if Coach Rick Rasmussen's back on the sidelines, I know he's been a little under the weather, I think it was. He wasn't able to coach in the – 
in one of their their later games. But uh, you know, Newton coming off a big blood of Lambert, uh, Trey Clark going to VCU. He's going to have to be special. He's a really good scorer, and he can fill up the stat sheet too. So he's a guy that can give you twenty five and five. And I think he's really going to have to do that. Um, you're looking at a Newton team that is really predicated on their great offense. They can shoot the ball with Tyrese Brown. Armani Harris is going to have to be really big inside, and he's been great all season long. But you're going up against a Meadow Creek team that is just so sound fundamentally on defense, and they are a throwback team. They held Duluth to 37 points, blew them out by 20 in the first round. Um, Coach Gillian does a great job over there, and this is, you know, they're, they're, they're sniffing a second state title. And with very good guard play, not as much size as last year, but you got guys with winning DNA, that's going to be a heck of a matchup. I think Meadow Creek and their defense might be a little bit too much for Newton because Meadow Creek 1 through 5, they can be super physical, and they know how to win big games. I'm not saying Newton doesn't know how to win big games, but I think Meadow Creek has just a little bit more firepower and a little bit more size and that championship DNA. Our last game in Class 7A on the boys' side, Shiloh taking on Discovery. This is uh this is going to be a good one talking about three seeds. I mean Shiloh that's a that's a heck of a three seed with Kendall Lewis who I think is very good and I think he I, I you know he's in the mix for Division 1 schools. He's about 6 foot 6, athletic, rebounds, can score the ball and you pair him with Tanari Lane, that has been a dynamic duo all season long and Shiloh is another team that's been, you know, they, they hang their hat on defense when they were good for years. It was all defensive minded uh, stuff that Coach Rivers put in over there, and they're going to have to do it again against Discovery. Uh, Discovery is going to have more size in Shiloh. I think Leslie Nakurum is going to be very important inside with his length and his ability to play above the rim and block shots. But I'm looking at guys like Hassan Reynolds, London Riley. Um, you know, guys like that to really knock down shots, Jaden Young, uh, all those guys, they're going to have to hit shots, and I think they can do that. And especially, you know, they're at home. They got that first win out of the way, um, you know, their first playoff win in school history, I believe. They got that out of the way, and I think they have a shot to go very far, but it's going to be very tough against a really talented team like Shiloh that has some really good players, and that is uh, that is Jaden Walker. Jaden Walker is the man that I am talking about, the six foot four guard, not Jaden Young, but Jaden Walker. He back healthy, he can shoot the ball, he's a very good scorer. And when Discovery's at full strength, they got big bodies inside and great guards that can shoot the ball. They are a scary team in the state tournament. We will take it on down to class six A and we'll start right at the top left. Coffee taking on Brunswick. Yeah, and this is a you know this is a matchup. These two teams have seen each other twice already this year, and Coffee was able to clip them uh, twice in their meetings. Uh, they beat them in their first matchup. They beat uh, they beat Brunswick seventy two to fifty seven, and then they traveled to Brunswick and won seventy three sixty six. And the matchup I'm interested in is a Georgia Southern signee Mackenzie McFadden, about six foot seven, guards multiple positions against the uh, the freshman uh, Joyful Hawkins, who was the Region Player of the Year over there at Brunswick, and he's about six foot seven as well. He averaged uh, around 14 points, 11 rebounds, about five six blocks per game. It's kind of like they're looking at each other in the mirror. They're two very long guys. 
Uh, I think Joyful probably a little bit better on offense uh, than McKenzie is, but that's a great match. But they've seen each other already twice this year, um, so that's uh, you know that's going to be a fun tangle again. But the X factor. I still believe is Jace Moore. He is an absolute bulldog, a pit bull, whatever type of breed, a Rottweiler. I don't know dogs too well, Ramin, but I know dogs that seem like they're mean, and Jace Moore is a mean streak on the basketball court, just a physical specimen. If you're a college team, uh, definitely go out and try and grab him because he is just a warrior out there, and I don't see him letting this team lose to Brunswick. The other Sweet 16 game in the top left quadrant of Class 6A, Sequoia versus Douglas County. Interesting second round matchup. Yes, Douglas County, um, not your typical four seed coming out of the best region in the state. Uh, I think the game here, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, inside. And you have Omarion Smith, one of the best shot blockers in the state inside, protecting the rim, averaging five blocks per game for Douglas County. That's going to be really big because he is a phenomenal shot blocker and he's just going to alter everything in the paint if he is set back there and anchored down in the paint in Jericho. Jeremiah Smith has been very good as well. He can block a couple shots. And J.J. Richards, an under, uh, you know, under-recruited, unsung hero type of guy for Douglas County. Uh, he's got a chance to really you know, boost his stock if he can do well against Donovan Ship and Jackson Greco. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting matchup. I think D.J. King, he's going to have to play very good defense. He's a glue guy. He's a good passer. Uh, I think he's very key. And then Miles McGee, that third score. Um, will he be able to you know, rev it up and score some baskets against a very athletic team uh, like Douglas County? But they were able to you know, anchor it down, and they, they held a, a pretty good team in North Atlanta uh, to just uh, 56 points, I believe it was. But the bad thing is, you know, North Atlanta, that was, that was the Messiah Thompson show. That was a one-man show, and he created for everybody else. Douglas County, they really spread the sugar around. They share that wealth. Um, Sequoia will be tested again, but I think it's going to be a really good game. A little North Fulton versus South Fulton action when Chattahoochee travels to take on Tri-Cities. Yes, and Tri-Cities, you know, that was my pick to win the state championship. They are going to have their hands full. Uh, Chattahoochee can definitely score the rock. This is a team that really knows how to put the ball in the basket. Um, You know, with A.J. White, he's a guy that, you know, he doesn't really turn down many shots, and uh, he really connects. He's averaged 25 points per game for a reason uh he can they can you know he he fills it up uh it's going to be a really good matchup i think Peyton daniels is going to have to step up for tri-cities he's a really good guard he really had a a breakout year this year as a sophomore he's good we always forget about demarcus johnson the human microwave if he gets hot uh you know so that's a guy that can really match uh aj white shot for shot if he really needs to but the thing that separates these two teams is tri-cities is very deep tri-cities is very deep They have some length inside, and Alex Bean, who can uh, fight with Grant Van Beveren for rebounds. I think that'll be very important. Um, You know, Demetrius Reeves going up against a guy like Cam Sheffield, very uh, good matchup right there on the wing. Uh, Tri-Cities are going to have to know where Franklin Bailey is at all times, and that is definitely a guy you just got to run him off the three-point line. Uh, Easier said than done, but, uh, you know, you got Amari Forts on the sideline, uh, great coach for Tri-Cities, and going up against – a team like Chattahoochee, if this game is played in the 70s and maybe the 80s, you know, 70s plus, I think it might kind of favor Chattahoochee a little bit. You know, I think the higher the score, the more it favors Chattahoochee, but the lower the score, uh, I think it favors Tri-Cities. But, I mean, Tri-Cities hung 84 points on Lanier. 
so they can score with the best of them as well. But a uh, very good matchup, and I think uh, the difference maker is going to be Forts on the sideline and Peyton Daniels, and then a guy like Titus Hunter, the region player of the year, uh, another junkyard dog that does everything he's asked to do. I think uh, a guy like that can be an X factor in this matchup. Another interesting Class 6A matchup, Gainesville taking on Cambridge. Cambridge has been playing very good basketball right now. You know, Kamar Robertson, um, Matthew Cleveland, Bryce Patel, all these guys that can score the ball. Um, They're playing really good basketball right now. And Gainesville knocking off the two-time defending state champions when Langston Hughes, I think they went on an 11-0 run to tie the game up going into the fourth quarter. Gainesville was able to, you know, bounce back and grab that win. Um, going on the road to Cambridge be very interesting in this. I think for Gainesville, this is going to be a game for Brent Kelly, uh, Maurice Hector, and Raphael Rubel. This is this is their last stand, these guys. And I think, you know, are they going to get the job done against Cambridge? It will be a very fun and entertaining game. Uh, I think it's going to be a really close game. Um, you know, Cambridge, I think they have the best long-term player on the floor, Matthew Cleveland. But Gainesville, with a win over Langston Hughes, I think they feel pretty good about themselves. But it's not going to be easy. But Cambridge, if they can lock down defensively like they've been doing, they've been playing a lot better defense in the region tournament, I think they advance. But if this game is you know, a little too wild and too crazy, uh, Gainesville might be able to advance, um, favoring that hectic pace. The last game we wanted to preview in Class 6A, Alexander traveling to take on South Cobb. That is going to be a heck of a matchup. Uh, Alexander, they pulled it out against Akula late. Um, you know, they got a really good starting five, and guys like Bryce Robinson coming off the bench at 6'7. He was huge in that first round matchup. Really, you know, picked up the slack uh, for Brady Spence. Uh, he, he's been really good for them. But South Cobb, they don't have as much size as Alexander. Raymond Bach is about 6'6. Um, I think Zako Littleton will be key in this one, the freshman. Uh, just a sweet, pure jump shooter, just a great shooter. If he gets hot, he can really carry the South Cobb team. Um, I think Alexander on paper uh, has the pieces. And, you know, talking to people, um, I think the barometer of their success has been C.J. Hawkins, who transferred in this summer. And, you know, I heard when C.J. Hawkins is great, Alexander is a state championship favorite when he's when he's very good Alexander's a very good team when he's good Alexander's just good but when CJ Hawkins doesn't have a great game you know Alexander is very vulnerable but he brought it in the first round game he had a great game just a versatile guy that can you know rebound physical slasher um, was hitting threes uh, he's the key to Alexander and you know Malik Battle was kind of quiet in that first round game he's going to have to have a good game as well but with Brady Spence protecting the paint I think he is going to be um, you know important uh, protecting the rim but South Cobb has some very good jump shooters I think this is going to be a really really good game South Cobb can put up a lot of points on the board Alexander can as well but you know they're they're pretty pretty good defensively um This is pretty much a coin flip game for me, to be honest with you. I do think Alexander finds a way to advance, but South Cobb uh, is really difficult to pick against Coach Moultrie. He is a great coach, and he has a really good team this year. In Class 5, they will jump down to Woodland Stockbridge traveling to Jonesboro. This will be an interesting one, Ramin Forgani. Jonesboro has won... A lot of games in a row, sir. They are red hot. Um, they have won, it looks like they're up to 16 games in a row now. So they have forgotten how to lose. They blew out Ware County. Um, 
this should be entertaining. Jonesboro has always been known for their defense, and they've been holding teams over, you know, under 50 points for a long time now, it feels like. Uh, will they be able to score with Wood- Woodland? I think Woodland's not super explosive offensively. They're a good offensive team, so I think Jonesboro has a really good chance at this one. Dakota LaFue is going to have a really need to have a really good game, and Bryce Martin as well. But I'm looking at Woodland. I'm looking at a difference maker inside and sincere Whitehead at six foot eight, the center. I really like what he brings. Curtis Purdue is a very good shooter. Jalen Mason, a very good athlete at the guard position. And when he's knocking down outside shots, that makes him even tougher. Um, it's going to be a, a really tough game. It's going to be a real gritty game. Uh, I expect this one to be played in the 50s. And uh, that tends to favor Jonesboro. But I think Woodland might be able to slip past them just because I think they have a little bit, little bit more, uh, a little more bullets in the chamber. And with Sincere Whitehead, a six foot eight post presence inside, I think he could be really, really big, uh, figuratively and literally in this game. Also in Class Five A, Fayette County is traveling to take on Eagles Landing. Fayette County is not playing good basketball right now, Ramin. They're not playing good basketball. They peaked way too early. I know New Hampshire's a really tough team. I like them on the coast. They always seem to give teams their, their best shot in the state playoffs, but they scored 38 points against New Hampshire, 38-36. Um, an ugly win. A win is a win, so you cannot take anything away from them. But Fayette County, when they are at their best, they are pushing the pace. They are shooting threes. Jacoby Coleman, one of the best three-point shooters uh, in the state, along with Ricky Knight, a 6'4", a three-point shooter that might be one of the best duos in the state. They're really good. Terrell Bradley has come in and really um, you know, been that engine for them. Josh Dupree, who was uh, one region player of the year, a guy that does a little bit of everything. Will Richer, uh, I like him as well. They have a lot of pieces, and when they're hitting threes, they're very tough to stop. But, boy, they were held to just 38 points in that first-round matchup, and that is a, a little troublesome. And they're playing an Eagles landing team who I think they look really, really good with C.J. Hood. Um, I, I, I like him. He's just a senior that's been playing forever there. Uh, Kershaw Thrash is a, a bull in a china shop at the wing position, does a little bit of everything. Uh, for Coach Montgomery, Josh Nafour, uh, the big guy inside, now eligible, six foot nine, brings just a big space eating presence. Uh, and then Keith Lamar, who's been having a nice little breakout season. I like him at six foot five on the wing, a versatile scorer as well. Uh, I really like Eagles Landing. I think they've been playing great basketball. I think they've been playing exceptionally well, while Fayette County has been kind of shaky over the past month or so. And for that reason, I think Eagles Landing can get past Fayette County. But if Fayette County finds a way to turn that switch back on, uh, don't be surprised to see them playing for a state championship. But, again, much easier said than done. They do have the talent to go that far. But I think Eagles Landing with a little bit of size advantage inside and just playing really good with some great momentum, I think the Eagles get to the Elite Eight. That will wrap up what we wanted to touch on in Class 5A nicely, Kyle. Down to Class 4A, very first thing you see, top left, Ups and Lee versus America Sumter. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Ramin. Hold on to your hats. I know it's going to be in the castle, but this is going to be a really tough game. America Sumter is very good. Josh Lusane, the 6'7", um, you know, versatile forward who can bang inside but can also shoot the three and stretch it out. Is he ready to bang with Trayvon? 
uh, Walker is going to be the big question. Trayvon is, you know, he is the big man in the state of Georgia, just the mountain man, 6'6", 290 pounds. Um, good luck keeping him off the glass. That has been the X factor, the big man inside for Upson Lee. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, who Coach Hoffpower throws at Trayvon to kind of slow him down. But you have the size in Lusane, but if he gets in foul trouble, they're in deep trouble. Um, but he's been carrying this team all season long. Um, he's gotten help from Trey Brown as well, who's been good. But it's tough. You're going into the castle. Zyrie Scott is still there. Trayvon, who we mentioned. Jarrett Adderton, who has proven to come up big in big spots. Uh, that's a really tough big three right now. Uh, I think this game could go down to the wire. Who do I favor in a game like this? I got to favor the two-time defending state champs. They had the championship DNA. They are at home. I don't know when the last time Upson Lee lost at the castle. Uh, we need to call up Wes McCard. I'm sure it's been a long time. And for that reason, I think America Sumter plays great basketball, but Upson Lee just finds a way to survive. And preview the duo of games that you can find in the bottom right quadrant of 4-8. It's going to be Carver-Columbus versus Howard and Cartersville versus West Hall. Well, if we're looking at records right here, you tell me which record does not belong. We got a 16-11 and 11 team in Howard. We got a 16-13 and 13 team in Cartersville. We got a 9-19 and 19 team in West Hall. And then you got a 22-5 and 5 team in Carver. Now you see an outlier in West Hall with a not too hot record, and then you see a very good record in Carver. So I expect Carver to take care of Howard. I think they, you know, I think they beat them by about 15 plus in that bottom right hand game. Uh, you know, playing at Cardsville, very tough place to win games at if you're an opposing team. I think Cardsville will, um, you know, end the uh, Cinderella story of West Hall in that second round and. You know, I really like Carver to make it to the Final Four and make some noise, especially seeing how well Region 1 did in the first round. Region 1 bowed out their chest. They were phenomenal. Um, almost got the con- complete sweep if Westover let the dogs run, but instead they wanted to play a half-court game and they blew it in overtime. But they were up 17 on Woodward, uh, so I really like Carver to advance past Howard easily and make it all the way to the Final Four. In Class 3A, we'll jump right to GAC versus Morgan County. Oh, yes, Ramin. This is the Final Four rematch. Last year, GAC won 73-71. to Spartans hit 13-3, 6 via Tulane commit Hunter McIntosh, who had 30 points. Uh, but Stevan Green from Morgan County poured in 34 points. But the big, the big guy to circle in this matchup is Tyron Lawrence. He was held to just six points in last year's meeting. He's got something to prove. Uh, this is going to be outside of Grayson versus um, Norcross. Uh, I think this could actually be. I think this is. I'm going to say this is a better game than Norcross than Grayson. I think GAC versus Morgan County is the game to be at. I think that is going to be an absolute thriller. Um, Morgan County, you're just going to have to close out on the shooters. You can't let Hunter McIntosh just line his feet up and knock down these threes. Hunter has a, you know, I've been talking to college coaches for a couple years now. They think is. His release is a little bit slow, but I say it doesn't matter. If he has a release and uh, no one's on him, he's going to knock it down. He's been great. Ben Shepard has gotten even better and better. Uh, I think Chris Hinton will play a big role inside with his, uh, you know, his, his ability to rebound and just move people around his passing for a big man. 
But if Morgan County is really bringing Malik Crawford to the table, Nolan Coswell, who's six foot nine inside, uh, two pieces that GAC did not see last year, um, I don't know. It's going to be a real coin flip game. If I had to choose a team that I think advances, I think Morgan County because they're at home. But my gosh, it's really difficult to pick against Hunter McIntosh and GAC. Uh, either way, it's going to be a great matchup in, uh, I don't know. I just think Morgan County, maybe because they're at home, they have the slight advantage. Right on down in Class 3A, Westside Macon is traveling to take on Windsor Forest. Two teams, uh, kind of maybe similar, I think. Um, that Westside, their region hasn't really proven to be great this year. Um, just looking at at how they did, you know, that that region four. I know West Side they got past Cook by you know, they got past them by thirteen points, but I'm looking at other region four teams, Jackson got beat by Worth County. That's not great. Uh Central Macon, who we had number four in the state, upset by our Franklin County Lions who played at the Sportal Showcase. They lost at home, they lost a ton of free throws, but they lost and then Kendrick lost as well to Chris, so Region 4 did not look too good. Region 3, who we talked about being a, a weak region on paper, uh, but they were playing Region 2, who's not, you know, traditionally not a very good region either. They'll have a team or two that are pretty, you know, okay, but other than that, uh, not that great. We saw Beach uh, survive Brantley by one. Uh, looking at Groves, they fell to Tattnall by five. Johnson handled Liberty County by 20. And then Windsor Forest, they beat Long by nine. But this is going to be a really good game. Uh, we're looking at two guys that put up similar stat lines. Uh, we're looking at Desmond Faustin uh, versus Zim Fields. Faustin, a senior, 16 points, nine rebounds, six assists. And then you're looking at Zim Fields, who was a region uh, player of the year, 19 points, six rebounds, five assists, two steals. So two guys that do everything um, for their team. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I think Westside has more firepower. you got Kowasi Reeves Jr. averaging 18 points per game, the three-point shooter. Uh, Javian Mosley leading that team and scoring at 19 points and six rebounds. Um, I know Fields is going to be a, a heavy usage guy, and he's going to get his, but uh, Shamar Norman, he's going to have to be very important stretching the floor and knocking down outside shots. Uh, he's a very good three-point shooter. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at three big-time scores versus two good scores. I tend to favor Westside in this one. I think Westside's seen a, a little bit better competition maybe throughout the year. But either way, I think this one's going down to the wire, and I think it's going to be a classic down on the coast. We'll move down to Class 2A where we're going to take a look at half of the games going on in the Sweet 16. First in the top left quadrant, Thomasville versus Woodville Tompkins. And this will be interesting, Thomasville. Played very well. They beat down Butler by 14 points. And it looked like that Augusta region really uh, fell flat other than Hepsiville winning. And then Laney, uh, they won, but not impressively at all over Brooks County by 10 points. Uh, but Thomasville versus Woodville. Thomasville, Titus right inside, about six foot nine. He's going to be the... I'm assuming the biggest guy Woodville has seen all year. Um, Vontarius Woolbright, a very talented guard who's probably about 6'3 or so. I don't know. Thomasville has some pieces. They haven't been playing great. I mean, they got blown out by early county, but 
I don't know. They are the defending state champions. Um, but I, I got to go at Woodville. I think, again, the defense travels. I think Charleston Willingham is always an X factor for this team. I think he is just a bulldog out there. He'll do whatever Coach Lenny uh, Williams needs him to do. Uh, I think he's, um, you know, he's just a great, great, great player. Uh, he was a region player of the year last year, but has really accepted his role this year. Um, so I'm looking for him to have a good game. Preston Crisp, just a very smooth score, very reliable. Bernard Pelote, I think he will be very crucial in his defensive right and protecting the rim. Six foot six forward rebounds very well but i need him to have a really good game defensively for woodville uh but i do think woodville uh in a tight game i think woodville closes it out and pulls away late into a also rock mart versus elbert county elbert county i'm looking at uh um, you know aj james he's just a dog out there i really like him a lot um i've been saying we have a lot of dogs in georgia apparently someone needs to call the you know, uh, the Humane Society or something like that. I don't know. Dog Patrol. Uh, but yes, I really like AJ James. I think they'll be able to get past Rockmart. Glenn Walker, I don't think is with Rockmart anymore. Rockmart's had a really good season. I think this game could be fairly close, but I really like Elbert County in this one. Also, we're going to take a look at Vidalia, Vidalia and Early County. Another tough one. Vidalia is going to have to track down where Keandre Graham is at at all times. He is a little guard, but he can shoot the ball from distance, and I mean deep range. Once he's two feet over uh, half court, it can go up. Early County playing great basketball right now. Vidalia, a really, really good team, great defensively. Um, they got a lot of good pieces there as well. Uh, it's going to be a really tough one. I think it's going to be a really good game. I, I look for Vidalia, uh, Vidalia to lean on Anthony Jones, Anthony Murphy, Antrell Williams, Xavier McClendon, uh, guys like that. I think Vidalia gets the job done. I think Early County is going to give them all they can handle, though, but I think Vidalia uh, escapes this one on the road. Our last game we wanted to preview for the Sweet 16 in Class 2A is going to be Spencer versus South Atlanta. Another fairly interesting game. Spencer can match up with South Atlanta with the athletes on the court. Uh, definitely, I got Jalen Sellers, a guy that can pop you for 40 points when need be. Uh, I think he's going to really have to have a really big game for Spencer. Uh, Jaquez Holt, very important, along with uh, Juwan Brown and uh, Malachi Morris. But uh, South Atlanta, Jaquavian For- Florence has proven to be just a different animal this year he's had a breakout season uh julius lyman inside uh demetrius headspeth is about six foot seven john lawton at the guard position uh gary davis i just think um south atlanta is just going to be too strong for spencer but i think spencer can make it entertaining uh for a little while but i think south atlanta just too much class i think they end up rolling over spencer in Class A Private, we're going to take a look at three games. All three of these include a team that's played in the first round and a team that hasn't. By the way, this uh, bracket is set up, the first of which is going to be Holy Innocence versus Mount Bethel. Yeah, and this is an interesting game. You know, Holy Innocence, they're looking for a new head coach after this year. Um, Ace did a great job over there. He's got a lot of talent. Uh, and we'll see if they can send him out with the state championship, but... 
you know, Chance Moore is going to have to have a really good game and Garrison Powell as well. But I, I think Mount Bethel just with Jordan Mech, just that huge size inside shot blocker, Stanley Ease. I love him and his motor. I think he is just all over the place. I think they can get after it defensively and Coleman Boyd running the show uh, with Jace Harrison knocking down outside shots. Uh, I think Mount Bethel finds a way to get to the elite eight, but I think Holy Innocence is going to play this game really tight. And uh, I just think Mount Bethel, the the senior leadership, the experience, uh, a team that has won state championships, not in the GHSA, uh, but they have won state titles in the state of Georgia before. I think they find a way to get past Holy Innocence. A Walker school who beat Aquinas 45-36 to in the first round is going to be taking on Riverside Military. Yeah, Riverside Military has a lot of good athletes. Isaac, Isaac Teasley, uh, Shad Dabney, a very tough guard that transferred in. Uh, they're really – they're uh, a Khalid Duke I think is there as well. A very tough team that has uh, athletes that are going to give Walker um, some big problems I think. I think they will give them some problems. Um, but I think Walker has been really good this season. Uh, Chandler Baker has been great. Burke Chebuhar is good. Omar Cooper, the forgotten Cooper, is really good at this level, just uh, assisting and setting up for his teammates. And uh, I think Walker, uh, they've been very good this entire season. I think Walker will find a way to the next round with Chandler Baker having a big, big game. And finally, to wrap up Class A Private, Mount Pisgah is going to be traveling to Elka. Another interesting game. Pisca's up and down. They have some pieces, but they've always just never been able to really put it together. Just eight and eight in that region. But you got Quinn Ritchie, a great shooter that can get red hot, going to James Madison. Uh, you got a guy named Nate Gordon who is about six foot eight, can alter shots and rebound. Uh, Chase Tucker, solid. Chandler Minton, I think he's a nice piece as well. But I think Elka, uh, they're gonna overwhelm them. They have a little bit more athleticism. Uh, a lot more experience. Felix Uyale is going to be big inside. He's going to be rebounding. Uh, Trevon Reddish, I don't think Pisca is going to have anyone that can stay in front of him. Uh, and then you got uh, Kamari Smith, Kelvin Jones, uh, and Makai Cameron knocking down shots from the perimeter and slashing to the rim when need be. I think Elka will be able to get past Pisca. I think they win this one by probably 15 or more. In Class A public, our last classification of boys basketball in the Sweet 16, we're going to start with Terrell County versus Pelham. Uh, yes, these two teams have uh, hooked up before. Uh, Terrell County won 71-68, to so uh, I expect this one to be a really close game. Um, Terrell County, uh, they, they got a really uh, a good guard that can really score the ball. Uh, Jalen Allen, he's an undersized guard. He's going to be important along with um, Shatravius Bowens. Uh, but Pelham, but Kemontarius Bird, he's about six foot four. Uh, just one of those tough nosed kids you find in Class A public who will defend and score around the rim when need be. Him and Kendrick Patterson, I think uh, two very good players. Um, kind of a toss up game. Definitely a toss up game considering how close they played in their first matchup. But if I had to choose between these two teams, um, just looking at my original bracket, I think Carroll uh, finds a way to pull it out really close, but uh, I think Pelham uh, really has a good shot at winning this one too. In that same quadrant of the bracket, it's going to be a 16 seed versus a 1 seed, Drew Charter versus Calhoun County. Well, this is uh, Marcus Foster. Again, this is his last stand. Going to Furman, you're like the only kid in Class A public that's going to Division One. All right, lead your team. 
time to lead your team. You played a lot of great opponents in the non-region schedule, and that's why you're put in this position right now because of the power rating system. But it's time to lead your team. He's had a really good season. Uh, but Calhoun County, I think they're deeper. Uh, Takavius Curry is a really good sophomore. I think he's going to have a, a strong game. Um, Brian Smith as well can score the rock. Um, but, uh, if, if Drew Charter wins this game, if they pull this uh, monumental upset, it's going to have to be Marcus Foster. A huge game, and Asher McGee, I think he is really good. When Asher McGee has really good games, I think Drew Charter is exceptional. Uh, it's going to come down to Foster and McGee. Can those, two guys, can, can those two guys combine for 45 points plus? Before the curtain falls on the boys' Sweet 16 preview, let's take a look at the bottom right quadrant, a pair of games, Macon County versus Wilcox County and Greene County versus Irwin County. Yeah, we're looking at Macon County, who is, you know, they've been good, but boy, they got beat by like 30 points by Wilkinson County twice this year. And that kind of, I mean, I think that puts a real ceiling on what they can do. Um, uh, you know, Lacavian Walker has been really good for them this year. Uh, I, I like him a lot. He's a real tough, undersized guard who plays uh, extremely large. He rebounds well, 18.7 rebounds. Uh, McCavian Bonner, another 6'4 wing, 15 points, 9 rebounds. And Shamari Gaines has had a nice season breaking through, averaging 14 points and 5 rebounds. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup because Wilcox County has a, a, a you know that trio of uh, of juniors that have been really good. Desmond Tisdall, uh, eighteen point seven rebounds. You got um Jordan Brown, sixteen points, and then Keyshawn Howard, twelve points. Um, just looking at their roster, you know their top six guys are all juniors. They got a sophomore, a junior. I mean, they don't even have a senior on the roster. Uh, Wilcox County at twenty-one and three. Uh, if they don't win it all or make it to the final four this year, they're going to be a odds-on favorite to do it next year. But I do think, considering they are at home, I think Wilcox will continue to roll against Macon County in a really good competitive game. But I really like this nucleus of all these juniors for Wilcox County. Uh, if not a state championship this year. Uh, next year they'll be in the mix for a Final Four berth. And on the bottom side, Green County, um, DJ Wright's going to have to have a really good game. Sudarius Kelly is pretty good. Justin Mallory inside. Uh, but Irwin County, they're, they're a three seed for a reason. They've been playing great basketball. Um, I think it's going to be tough, but I think Green County is a 14 seed. They are a live quote-unquote underdog. I think they have the best player on the floor in DJ Wright. And if he is hunting a shot, they are going to be very difficult to beat for Irwin County. That will be all eight classifications of gentlemen's basketball that will be coming up on Wednesday and Thursday here to decide who moves on to the Elite Eight. Now as we shift our focus to the ladies, Kyle, for each classification, I'm going to ask for you to give me one lock, a team or a matchup, uh, a team from a matchup that you are confident is going to win out of the, um, what is it, eight games that are going to be played here. And then I want you to give me one game that you're going to be keeping your closest eye on or one game that you would want to attend Presumably, it would be the closest game, but if for whatever reason you find another game more interesting, fire away. Let's start with Class 7A, a lock and your most interesting game. I think the lock has to be Westlake. I love Westlake over Tiff County. Tiff County has been playing uh, pretty good basketball uh, to rise up to grab that two seed. But with Raven Johnson, uh, she is a, uh, definitely a star in the state of Georgia. She's just going to be way too tough. And then with uh, Lydia Freeman, about 6'4 inside, uh, Tiff County is going to have no answers for them. So I like Westlake. Uh, as far as a game to watch, um, 
I really like Roswell versus McEachin. I think that could be a really good game. Roswell's a really solid team. They haven't had that, like, huge signature signature win, but they've beaten some good teams along the way. I think they're going to be able to really give uh, McEachin some resistance. Kennedy Powell going to Georgia State. Uh, the matchup with her against uh, the sophomore Denim to Shields, that'll be a really good one. And they got uh, – Kate Manley inside's about six three, so they got some big size inside as well. And Michaela Torrance on the uh, at the guard spot. Roswell has a lot of really good pieces, and they would have won a lot of regions if it wasn't for Cherokee being in there. So I think McEachern, they're going to have to play well against Roswell. Uh, that's going to be a really good game. I have my eye on that one, and then another one: Cherokee and Pebblebrook. Uh, interesting. And then Norcross and Grayson. So I know I cheated. I gave you three very interesting games. But those are probably, I'm looking at it right now, the three best games uh, I'm keeping an eye on in Class 7A. With that being said, no need for an extra question. Down to Class 6A. First, your lock, Kyle. Oh, boy. Looking at a lock here. Oh, well, Lovejoy. Pardon me. Lovejoy's a lock for every single game, I feel like. Lovejoy. Definitely a lock. Um, you have Genesis Bryant and Anaya Boyd, and the other team does not. Grovetown, uh, they will meet their demise against Lovejoy. Um, as far as looking at pretty good games, Dekula versus Harrison, I think that's going to be an interesting one. Um, uh, Stevenson and Glen Academy. Uh, I was tempted to pick Stevenson to beat Glen Academy. I really like Glen Academy. They had a really good year down on the coast, but Stevenson literally has seen the best of the best. They've seen the best team in the state of Georgia. They had played Lovejoy very close down to the wire a couple times over these past two years. They have played them very tight, and they've seen Forest Park, too, who goes 6-3, 6-4, 6-4. I would not be surprised whatsoever to see Stevenson roll on into the Elite Eight. That's how highly I think of Stevenson. Um, I think the travel will be an issue for them going all the way down to Glen Academy. But, you know, Glen Academy does have Zoisha Smith. They're going to have their hands full with her. But I don't know. Stevenson is a really good team. And, again, I, I think this is a, a three-seed playing a one-seed. I think this is a coin flip game. And either result would not really surprise me. In Class 5A, Kyle, let's start with your lock. Who's it going to be? Uh, looking at this second-round matchups, um, let's see here. Some interesting matchups throughout Villarica, Arabia Mountain. There's not really a, a lock that is just jumping out on the screen at me. I think these are really going to be some good games. Um, if I had to choose a lock just because simply I picked them to play in the state championship, um, I think Buford gets by Carrollton, but Carrollton's a really good team and they're well coached, so I think that could be a really interesting matchup. And then uh, Villa Rica versus Arabia Mountain. I think that that's going to be a tough game because Arabia Mountain does have a lot of athletes. Kennedy Manning inside, but when you have DeAsia Merrill, you feel like you have the upper hand. I think all these matchups, to be honest with you, Ramin, all these matchups are going to be really good matchups, at least on paper. I think all these teams are evenly matched and should be some tight games uh, i think eagles landing should be able to pull away maybe from stars mill if i had to choose out of all these games which game might not be uh, extremely close i think maybe that one and then rome and southwest cab but i mean i'm not even too positive on those i think all these games are going to be really good 
at this point in the podcast, once we've gotten down to 4A on the girls' side, I think I may have talked myself out of the job because you know the drill by now. So take us through it for 4A, Kyle. Oh, boy. Let's see here. Who does Carver play? Carver versus Cross Creek. I'm looking at that one right now. Is that a lock? Burke versus Henry County. Is that a lock? Um, I'm going to go ahead and lock it up and say Carver. I think Carver is my lock in this round. And I think there's going to be some good games in this one, too. Uh, I think Baldwin versus Luella. Uh, I think that could be a, a, a good matchup. I'm very surprised with how Region 2 fared. Only Spalding getting into the second round. Uh, quite surprising for me. Um, but, um, you know, there's a lot of good games. I think Northwest Whitfield versus Sandy Creek could be interesting. I think Sandy Creek's going to be too big and too athletic. I think they'll be able to handle their business against Northwest Whitfield, considering how they drubbed uh, North Oconee by 34 points. That was a really good uh, showing uh, for the Lady Patriots. Uh, but you know that's that's what I'm looking at right now. I, I think uh, Carver is my lock in my best game, most interesting game at least. Uh, Luella versus Baldwin I think could be a pretty 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 good one. In Class Three A, Carl, you know the drill. In Class Three A, Ramin, let me take a quick look. And I mean, boy, if we're talking about these quadrants, I mean, let's look at the top left hand side. Um, someone pull up my rankings real quick, Ramin. Someone needs to pull up my rankings real quick. I think I'll be able to try and do that. But uh, we got two quadrants that I believe have three to four teams ranked in each one. Um, so let me pull this up because this is uh, these are some quadrants of death, if you want to call them that. So let's just look at the Peach County one. I think this is the top left-hand side. We're looking at Peach County who we had number seven. They are playing Tatnall County, who is number six. Then we have North Hall, who is number eight, playing Hart County, who is number four. So right there in that top left-hand quadrant, that's four ranked teams. That means these are going to be some really good games. And then you look at the top right-hand side, another just a death trap. we got Johnson-Savannah, right? Ranked number two, playing number 10, Morgan County, who uh, luckily got that at-large bid, and then they proved they deserved it because they beat Kendrick by 13 points on the road. Very impressive. And then you got Jefferson, Jefferson Girls, number three, playing GAC, uh, number five. So, again, you got eight teams right there on the top side of that bracket. Uh, Great matchups. If I had to pick a lock, oh, man. Uh, not much I want to lock up on the top side. If I had to pick a lock, I'm locking up Beach for Central Macon, a young Central Macon team who has played extremely well. But I think Beach is Beach, and I like them to win down on the coast. And as far as matchups, I mean, all these matchups are great. Jefferson versus GAC. I think Jefferson, Natalia Bolden, um, Livy Blackstock, I, I like them a lot against GAC. GAC's a little young. Kaylee Addy, they're going to have to try and slow her down for GAC. I think Jefferson has enough athletes and enough depth uh, and experience, even though they are very young, too. Both these teams are really young. Both these teams could be playing for state titles next year, if not this year. Um, I think Jefferson gets past GAC, Morgan County versus John Savannah. That is going to be uh, too close to call. If Lou Reed is 100% healthy, Morgan County can definitely go down and beat Johnson. But again, that's going to be really a coin flip game. Interesting to see how that turns out. Hart County versus North Hall. 
Uh, I think Torian Starks is going to be the difference maker, along with Tanaya Alexander inside, just too big for North Hall. Uh, I like Hart County in that one. And Peach versus Tattnall County. Um, Kayla Garrett's going to have to have a really good game for Tattnall County. And Denasia Saul, we know she's a superstar over there at Peach County. Uh, will she have enough help to advance Peach County to the Elite Eight? We will just have to wait and see. As we head down into 2A, your lock, uh, you may be leaning towards the Coast Schools. Do you want to go with the Savannah lock as you have in the past, or will you change it up? Kyle, surprise us. Oh, boy, Class 2A. Yeah, there's uh, there's some interesting games here. Augusta has been the big bully on the block in this um, this this classification for a long time, but I really like all these uh, matchups. Uh, my lock, uh, uh, one comes to mind right here. I'm going Raven County. D.D. Dillard is not losing to Chattooga, and Chattooga's had a great season, but D.D. Dillard is not losing to Chattooga in the Sweet 16. Brooke Henrik's playing really good basketball. George Stockton trying to get back into back into shape. Destiny Dietz, uh, Caitlin Coleman, uh, Lake and Siles. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on and on and on because they have so many girls that can step up. I like Raven County. And boy, oh boy, my eyes are looking at Swainsboro versus Laney. We've talked about Swainsboro and Laney. Lost 76-60 last year, but Deshaun Benjamin ain't there this year. Um, Jessica Williams ain't there this year. They're not there. Laney does not have those girls. I think that's going to be a really good game. I think Swainsboro had a really tough test in the first round against East Lawrence. I think Swainsboro does the quote-unquote unthinkable and I think they can go to Laney, and I think they can beat them with Denisha Brown. I think they can get the job done. That's going to be a heck of a matchup. And Bryan County, Fitzgerald, oh, my God, that's going to be a good one. Douglas versus Banks County, a game I might try and slide to. Really good. I, I mean, Dodge versus – I think all the games are great for me. Um, but I think Raven County is my lock, and I think pretty much um, all these other games are going to be really, really good. In Class A private, again, we have the uh, one through eight teams playing for the first time, and the rest of the teams have won one game. So what are you looking at in Class A private? Well, I'm looking at the locks. Holy Innocence will win. St. Francis will win. And um, Wesleyan will win. I don't even have to look at the bracket to predict that, sadly, but that's just the way it's going to go. Um, as far as good games go, interesting games – Oh, man. I think it gets real interesting in the Elite Eight. Darlington versus Lakeview Academy. I think that could be pretty uh, entertaining. And Paideia versus Elka. I think that could be a good game, too. But I think Elka, they already handled their business against Paideia once, and they handled them pretty good. I think Vernica Hip and uh, India Bellamy are going to be too much for Paideia. And uh, Darlington versus Lakeview, I think that'll be a good game. But I think Lakeview has a little bit more offensive firepower, especially with Eliza Snyder and Joel Snyder. I think they will find a way to get past Darlington. But I think both those games are probably your best games to choose from. Talking about Class A private on the girls' side, it almost seems like you can cruise into the end of this podcast, but not quite yet. You have to do some thinking for Class A public, a lock and a good game. Oh, boy, a lock, a lock, a lock. Let me find who's my lock. Um, oh, yeah, it gets interesting really quick in these smaller classifications, especially in A public. Um, Marion County versus ECI. I'd go with them being a lock, Marion County. I don't think they're losing to Emanuel uh, County Institute. I like them. I think Calhoun County could be close to a lock as well against Towns County, but – 
you know, Towns County beating Lanier County by 30 points, that opened my eyes for me. That definitely opened my eyes. Towns County might be a little bit tougher of an out than expected. But Marion County will be my lock. And as far as really good games go, oh, man, I think Clinch versus Mitchell County will be good. I think Clinch, uh, I think Clinch is going to beat Mitchell County in this one. Um, but, you know, uh, even Wilcox County versus Bowden could be pretty entertaining. Uh, I think Telfair will be able to get past Turner County and GMC versus Central Talbotton. I think that could be pretty close as well. Um, but I'm leaning towards Clinch versus Mitchell, and I'm, I, I like Clinch to get past Mitchell. Kyle, 16 classifications all done under one hour, too. I am impressed. Um, as always, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you missed any of the earlier podcasts, go find them on Podbean or sandyspiel.com or on iTunes. Um, we hope you find this timely. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at KyleSandy355 at SandySpiel. We encourage you to go out, support these local athletes, watch some of these Sweet 16 games, and let us know what you see. Be on the lookout for another Rapid Reactions podcast at the conclusion of these Sweet 16 games. We'll try to get you some quick hits covering the highlights of the Sweet 16. And, of course, we'll have another preview covering all of the Elite Eight games before they happen. Until that time, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.